You're listening to the Bottom Line podcast where those living with or beyond bowel cancer, as well as health professionals involved in bowel cancer treatment and care, share their inspirational stories and lived experiences with host and bowel cancer survivor, Stephanie. Bowel cancer, as we know, is the deadliest cancer for people aged 25 to 44. It's the second deadliest cancer for all Australians. On June 22, Bowel Cancer Australia took 50 early onset bowel cancer advocates and health experts from around Australia to Parliament House for our inaugural Call on Canberra event, appealing to policymakers and politicians to take action on early onset bowel cancer. Call on Canberra was an opportunity for advocates to have their voices heard and put the issues that matter most to them living with bowel cancer on the national agenda. On this episode of the Bottom Line podcast, I chat with three of these wonderful advocates to discuss the event, the impact they want to see generated from their time in Canberra. Joining me today is Nina from Adelaide, Jacob from Perth and Adam from Sydney. Thank you all for chatting with me today, but more importantly, for sharing your lived experience with us at Call on Canberra. Welcome. Thanks, Stephanie. Thanks, Steph. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's an honour. Well, it was an honour to have you all in Canberra. Um, Have you all come down from the high of that day and have you recovered? Because I've got to say, I was slightly shattered on Wednesday and Thursday last week. How are you feeling? I was absolutely shattered and I'm not in active treatment at the moment so I can't imagine for the people who are but my heart was bursting the next morning so um thank goodness for the massage chair (laughs) I just sat there and I just tried to process it all it was amazing fantastic and for you Jake I know you might have a little bit of chemo brain you've just had chemo this week how was it for you yeah, well, I was actually lucky enough to stay in Canberra for a couple of extra days to uh, to recover, but I think that just sort of prolonged <laughs> how long I was uh, tired for because then I still had to get on a plane and and get back to Perth. But no, it's I'm I'm still buzzing from it. I'm uh, I'm still I think more inclined and and more encouraged to to be raising more awareness. It just sort of I mean I was already sort of trying to do my bit before, but I feel like you know, going to Canberra and meeting all these other incredible people and, and yourself and everyone at Bowel Cancer Australia, it sort of gave me an extra push. And I uh, I really feel like um, I'm on my way to, to raising some more awareness and, and getting right into it. Well, we're going to come back to that. I want to explore that a little bit more about that collective. But for you, Adam, how are you feeling? Yeah, I think <clears throat> I kind of echo what you said, Steph, Nina and Jake. I mean, when people asked me the next day, my initial response was, mentally and emotionally exhausted and I think on two levels like mentally because I really think having 50 advocates in camera on one day I truly believe is going to make a huge difference and then just emotionally because of hearing 49 other people's lived experiences and that immediate connection with so many people over 48 hours like I've never had before and Like you said, Jake, I still think now the enormity of what is going to come out of those two days is still really sinking in. Yes, I was abuzz and really felt my heart was full and, you know, one of those real bucket moments. But then it kind of went, whoo, exhaustion. 
but it's about keeping that momentum going. I want to talk to you, I suppose, about that. When I was watching the room, the dynamic throughout the day, it seemed that connection between people was really electric. Can you all talk me through the impact this had on you? Because it was about seeing, you know, your tribe in a sense. How powerful was that collective voice? I had never felt anything like it. I was diagnosed in 2020, so I've been on the roller coaster for a little while. I have found the movement with Bowel Cancer Australia to help me connect with other people, and that's been amazing. But to be in the room with 49 other people who, whilst every story was unique, there are common threads. And before you even open your mouth, you know that the other people in the room have a pretty strong understanding of what you've been through. And that felt very powerful, very emotional. There was a lot of emotion in the room. And I think I said when we were having our workshops to embrace that emotion. Jake, how was it for you? Yeah, so, I mean, I know we were in Canberra to speak to politicians and and raise awareness, but I think that part of it, just meeting everyone, was it was incredible. Like, uh, like Nina said, you know, there's a room of 50 people and and we all speak the same language. We've all got different stories, but we know, you know, without knowing the story, you, you know, that everyone in that room has, has been affected by bowel cancer. I was obviously lucky enough to bring my wife along as well. So I think even when she walked into the room and just saw so many, I guess, young faces, it was pretty emotional for her as well. I think she was like, I guess, really proud as well of, of, you know, the collective of us all, you know, doing what we were doing in, in Canberra. And, um, yeah, I really feel like it was, I mean, I don't want to say that, you know, talking to the politicians wasn't a great thing, but that was nearly the best part for me. It was, it was getting to connect with all these people. A lot of them, you know, I've spoken to online for a few months through the, you know, the movement Facebook group and it was incredible. Yeah, it was really good. I would have gone just for that. <laughs> Obviously, the main aim was to call on Canberra. However, part of what we wanted was for people to connect because it's that collective which is so powerful. Adam, your thoughts and and how how did it impact you? I was really nervous in the lead up because I hadn't met anyone at all before. I'd spoken to a lot of the participants online. And I think for me, Monday evening, the dinner really set the scene. I was put on a table with people I'd never met before. Jake actually sat next to me. And just the conversation around the dinner table, like it was like everyone could speak your language. In it. And it's sad to really say that. But like Nina said as well, there was common threads and it was an instant safe space. I actually went back to my hotel room that night and kind of had never felt like I had before. And it kind of reinforced to me, I think, the importance of peer-to-peer programs. And I never leaned on those when I was in active treatment. And I wonder how many others out there don't know about the peer-to-peer support services that are available because if they could get that support and come away feeling heard and supported, then I think that's a truly powerful outcome as well. The room on Tuesday, I think, just amplified that even more. You know, those sidebar conversations, that instant connection, that real safe space that it was created was just phenomenal. I don't think you could recreate something like that 
again outside of an event like this. From afar, that's what it looked like, but I'm glad that that's how it translated for you as well. You know, as a patient, I've often said publicly that I felt like I had the wrong cancer. I honestly don't believe that bowel cancer receives the attention it deserves. How do you think then the politicians receive you or us when we were in Canberra? I think that's a really good question, Steph, and I think I absolutely agree. And I actually <clears throat> use that in my conversations as I was speaking, particularly to my, my New South Wales senator, because he was a man, and I think between blokes, you can talk about testicular cancer because you can make a joke out of it. You know, you can talk about poo and suddenly, even if you make it into a joke, talking about any type of bowel movement or using the word diarrhoea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I talked about breaking down the stigma and taboo as well as some of the points that we were looking to achieve. And you could just tell in the two or three conversations that I had with policymakers that they kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable talking about symptoms. And so I think there's a lot more to be done around breaking down the stigma because I think some of that is the biggest barrier to detection as well. I talked about there's a lot of awareness for breast cancer. There's growing awareness amongst the young men for testicular cancer, but there's just no awareness to the same level on a national scale for bowel cancer. And it's such a big taboo topic amongst young people to talk about bowel movements. No, I think that's a, a great point. And, you know, as a marketer, I talk about that all the time. I think you have to, when you're selling bowel cancer, so to speak, you have got to find something, and often that's humour, which is how we have tackled it with Miriam Marglase. Nina, what are your thoughts around how you feel you were taken in Canberra? It was really interesting. I had a really receptive MP who I met with, my local MP, but both he and his assistant, despite the fact that they both had personal stories around colonoscopies within their close circles, they didn't translate that into further action. So I, I thought it was really interesting because humans are funny creatures. We need such a big nudge sometimes. It can get so close to us, but we still think it won't happen to us or someone that we're very close to. And by showing my children's school is just down the road from my local MP and he has helped out with quite a few things around the school and openings of things. So very familiar. He could really relate to me being a local person, local family, and I think he was just really shocked, but hopefully in a good way. I was really also surprised to find out that he hadn't done his own bow screening kit. And I just really wanted to sort of impress upon him that if we don't use the current screening program, we don't really make the most of that and everything that comes with it, that it's not even supporting lower in the age. So that was a, a little awkward. Nothing like a little bit of awkward with your policymaker. But he <laughs> volunteered that information and um, I thought, okay, so how do we, you know, it really baffles me. I guess there's a lot of psychology behind it, I realised. And the other thing that I guess he was really surprised at is the lack of support because I talked about the fact that my key messages were about 
wanting to know why because we don't have enough of the why and that's really important for the future, so research. And my other key point was for the now, the support that I feel like is lacking and particularly for a younger person in the prime of their life, potentially they're a caregiver, they're probably right in the thick of their career and there's just not the support out there. And I think there was just he he didn't realise. He didn't, I guess, because it had never been relevant in his life or he hadn't come across that. So, again, it comes back to awareness of bowel cancer itself but also what's lacking in the system. And I think that was a real shock. And that's why we wanted to go to Canberra <laughs> to do that because and to highlight some of these issues across the board. Jake, how was it for you? Yeah, well, I was lucky enough to have three meetings um, during the call on Canberra. Um, one more, if I'd spoken to a, a Labor MP or something, I would have got the quaddy because I spoke to an independent, a Greens and a Liberal. <laughs> so, no, it was good. I felt like... During the meetings, I felt like they all went really well. One of the meetings got cut short a little bit because the senator had to go. Oh, that's when the red bell, I believe, uh, rang. <laughs> yep. So, so he had to had to go pretty quickly. I actually did that meeting uh, alongside Rebecca, who's also from WA. So that was. I feel like if if we had got a little bit longer, we could have really made some progress there um, because the senator actually had bowel cancer history in his family. And then both mine and Rebecca's stories are so different. And we're both from WA, like, you know, so I, I really, I was wished that went a little bit longer, but the one sort of main meeting that I had with my local MP, that was, uh, it went for probably just over half an hour. So I did have plenty of time to, you know, relate my story and spit out a few facts, um, which, again, she was really surprised at, especially the uh, being the deadliest cancer in 25 to 44-year-olds. She was pretty shocked by that. It's amazing the number of people that don't know, that should know those statistics. The MP, I felt, you know, really listened and she was taking notes the whole time, so that was great. She actually posted on social media and also said that she was definitely going to get her husband to do the screening kit, so that was good. And, you know, like I sort of I sort of left all the meetings thinking, you know, that was pretty good, but after sort of getting back into the room with everyone else and hearing everyone else's stories, I was thinking, wow, like you guys did really good. Like I probably should have gone harder. Like this is – you guys have done some really good work, but – um you know, I'll keep that in mind for next time. Well, that's right. And yes, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> so obviously, you you know, you had a, had a good reception and everyone had a different take on it. When you met with them, what is it now that you want to see your MPs do? I think I went in with three key messages. One, I wanted greater awareness generally about bowel cancer. Two was more training and prompt referrals from GPs and then access to colonoscopies. And they were the three things that I really went quite hard on when I met with my New South Wales senator. And I was actually really surprised before I even got to send my thank you note to him last week. His office actually wrote to me towards the end of last week wanting more information around access to colonoscopies, support for nurses, trainings for, for GPs and would ask me if I could help fashion a question on notice to Mark Butler, the health minister. Wow. You go, Adam. 
Yeah, absolutely. I was completely stoked. I <clears throat> didn't expect it at all. And so for me, I feel that made like it was a happy heart moment because I, he clearly listened and took the time to write follow-up question to me, especially at the end of a very big sitting week in Canberra. So I'm excited to partner with you, Steph, and Bow Cancer Australia to try and help get him that information and hopefully we get some further action from the health minister with his question on notice. So I'm really excited. I feel that that one meeting should go some way to making a small difference. Absolutely. And I think that's what we want is it's all very well to meet them and it's all very well for them to speak to us, but now there needs to be action. There needs to be some KPIs off the back of that. Nina, what, what is it that you want to see? Well, after our discussion, and it was a really long, leisurely discussion, so it was great. We talked about lots of things, but at the end of it, I tried to sort of press for action, knowing that there needs to be something tangible that comes out of it. And one of the suggestions by my Member of Parliament was a function that they use in Parliament called Friends of Parliament. And what that does is it pulls together 10 MPs or Senators, minimum of 10, to provide a quorum within the parliament who have a bit of background knowledge about the particular health issue. I believe it's mostly around health issues. They've done it, for example, for prostate cancer. It's been really successful. And so what it means is that when it's time to move forward on something, action something, there is already some people who have a basic awareness about the particular health issue, in this case, bowel cancer. And that's really helpful because I think it's one thing to plant the seeds and introduce people to the topic. But when you get a few people who take a special interest, that's what moves things forward. So to have those contact people who have a, a, a basic understanding and a special interest in it, I think will help create momentum. And Jake, from your perspective? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm a lot like the others. Uh, my biggest thing was raising awareness, not just you know, within the general public, but doctors as well. And then obviously lowering the wait times for colonoscopies and stuff like that. I've heard some pretty horror stories about long, long wait times for colonoscopies. And, you know, if you're dealing with bowel cancer, those, you know, months on end can really be the difference between life and death, really. So that was a big thing for me. Uh, obviously lowering the screening age as well. I think uh, most of the politicians sort of knew that was coming. Bowel um, Cancer Australia have been pretty out there since 2018, pushing that, 45, even 40. <laughs> I'm glad they knew that. Yeah. So, no, I think they were expecting that one. And then obviously funding, like like Nina said before, for research to, one, find out why, and, and secondly, hopefully, get on a path to finding a cure. So like I say, I don't think I went as hard <laughs> with my requests to the politicians, but I think from what I saw later, obviously at question time and all that sort of stuff, and there was a you know a bit of a buzz going around, I feel like the politicians that I spoke to, if there was some sort of movement or something was to change, I feel like they would support it. They might not be in the uh, in the front row leading the charge, but I do feel like they, they would support hopefully whatever happens. <laughs> well, we certainly were visible. That is one thing. And putting it on the agenda and getting them to actually talk about it was part of what we wanted from Bowel Cancer Australia. And everything that you have spoken about dovetails into Bowel Cancer Australia's Never Too Young advocacy agenda. And we'd narrowed that down to our three major asks, which were ensuring we get a drop 
to 45, at least, if not 40 in the screening age, which we know draft guidelines are up for. Addressing the colonoscopy wait times, as you said, Jay, which really, you know, the wait times are just way too long. And developing guidelines and pathways for early onset bowel cancer, which is what you mentioned, Adam, around, you know, especially around that GP dismissal and having pathways, because these faces, all of our faces here, although I'm now over 50, I wasn't when I was diagnosed, they're the faces that people don't associate with bowel cancer. And you talked about the research as well, uh, Nina or Jake, and I think that's something too that will hopefully fall out of it because we need to know why people are getting bowel cancer early. Just another thing that stood out to me when we were there was the power of the collective voice, not just of the people with their lived experience, but of the health professionals, uh, PR people, um, researchers. I think coming at it from all of those different angles helps put all the pieces together because we can all see the gaps in the current situation from a different perspective, and I think it was important and really valuable that we were all there together. I think that is such a lovely wrap-up of it in the sense that it is. you It's a jigsaw puzzle and you can't do any one thing in isolation and doing it together and collectively really makes that voice much louder. I'm now going to ask you all, I normally ask at the end of the podcast, three key points that you want listeners to take away, but I'm going to do a little bit differently today because I've got three of you. I want to know what each of your highlights was. It can be one or two highlights, whatever you prefer, from Call on Canberra. Yeah, my highlight has to 100% be meeting everyone, um, not just the advocates, but uh, like the professionals like Nina said and, and you guys from Bowel Cancer Australia. That was, uh, yeah, that has to be right up there with with one of the best things that's happened in the last sort of 10 months. It was really good. I felt really fulfilled after the day, um, probably the most fulfilled I've felt maybe ever. I don't know. It just felt like we, I was a part of something that um, that hopefully makes some change. It is just the first step. This is basically just us going to Parliament, asking for help, and, you know, the next step will be, receiving some sort of help and I mean I'm not sort of sitting on my hands waiting for that help I'm going to continue raising as much awareness as I can between now and then but uh yeah definitely meeting everyone was yeah top of my top of my list fantastic and for you Nina I think being part of a group of people who really get it get me get the gravity of the whole situation and what's lacking but also I are currently in a situation where they're able to push for change. So being part of a shared goal that will hopefully translate into the future and so on a personal level translate to a future for my children and that's right at the top of my list. Yes, I, I hear you having a young son myself at 14 and he will have to be having colonoscopies from 30. As you know, you who have children, I'm sure they'll be doing the same. That's a very key point. We want to make some real impactful change for people in the future. And finally, Adam, your key highlight. 
For me, I think it's the same as as Nina and, and Jake, Steph. I mean, I always tell my three young sons, we've got to do things that give you a, ha- we say, a happy heart in our household. And I, I think I walked away from my two days in Canberra with a happy heart. I think it was that real human connection. And I think what just topped off that week was getting that email from my senator where he was proactively chasing me for data I never thought I would have that impact in 48 hours. Um, And so I know that through Bowel Cancer Australia and Call on Canberra, that the 50 of us that were involved are going to make a real difference in the years going ahead. Oh, you've all given me tingles again. (laughs) I never thought I was going to get emotional watching Question Time. (laughs) (laughs) How wonderful was that with Mark Butler calling you out uh, in Question Time? Nina, Adam and Jacob, thank you so much for your passion in raising awareness. Your voice is just so important. Sharing your story, you shared it so authentically and you truly are going to make an impactful change and real change for the future for bowel cancer and people living with bowel cancer. So from me, thank you for sharing your voice. Thank you for giving us a wonderful wrap up of Call on Canberra and may this be the very first steps in seeing some real change. So thank you. Thank you, Steph, and thanks for everything you did to uh, to make it happen. And everyone at Bowel Cancer Australia. Pleasure. Yeah, thanks, Steph. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Bottom Line podcast. To find out more about bowel cancer or for support or simply to donate, please go to bowelcanceraustralia.org.